there and welcome to Healing Her Story. I'm very happy to be spending this time with you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Healing Her Story, Things Unspoken. I'm Michelle Robertson and today I'm talking about first times and rites of passage. I wrote a blog post about this a few years ago. It was more of a personal story of how I came to the realization of just how impossible it is for us, and by us I mean those of us who have experienced sexual abuse during childhood, to share in so many of the conversations around rites of passage that are taken for granted for those in our peer groups over the years. I'll drop a link to that post in the show notes in case you're interested. This episode may be especially difficult to listen to, so please take special care and step away if you need to. If you stick with me, I hope that it makes you feel less alone and that it validates your own experiences in some way. One of the things about childhood trauma is that it strips us of many rites of passage. There are no real first times. First kiss, first touch, first tentative sexual explorations. It's yet another thing that no one really talks about, not that I've heard, except once, which is what the blog post was about. And looking back at that post now, it doesn't really address what I'm actually trying to say. It's more a story of an evening shared by friends, a very uplifting and empowering evening, but it was about that specific experience. Again, if you'd like to read that, I will pop a link into the show notes. I'm still struggling to wrap this in words, but I know that there are so many of you out there who will relate to this. During my teen years, I had a small group of friends, both male and female. They were smart kids and I don't really remember what brought us together as a group. I was not popular at all, really. I was quiet and insular. I felt different, as I always had, and I always felt a little dull, intellectually challenged, not smart enough. I muddled through by being quiet, never raising my hand in class. It was really the first time I had had friends in school and some of us went on to forge stronger bonds after high school. I count myself lucky to still have some of those friends, even though we are scattered across the globe now. Adolescence is that period when we transition from childhood to adulthood. It involves physical, psychological and emotional changes. Girls' conversations during these first years of adolescence revolve around boys, at least they did when I was a teenager. It's a time when we begin to explore our sexuality within the safe confines of our peer group. For those of us who've been sexually abused at an early age, these first explorations are not really the first, and the conflicting thoughts and feelings of shame and confusion can be excruciating. 
A simple, innocent question or throwaway comment like, I wish you'd hold my hand, is weighted. Getting my period for the first time was terrifying. I thought I was dying. It was not the first time I had bled down there. I had no idea what it meant. No one had warned me. No one had told me. I thought I was being punished for being bad. And I was certainly not going to ask anyone and have them find out what an evil person I really was. When I was a young girl, sex was the ultimate sin that a woman could commit. There were so many labels for cheap girls and women, as they were called in polite society. When no one was around to impress, the words became harsher. Trollop. Tramp. Slut. Whore. I knew I fit in there somewhere, that those words belonged to me somehow, but I wasn't sure how or exactly why. I felt that I was living a lie. The abuse had stopped around the age of 12. For a long time, I thought it was because we'd moved house, but the timeline didn't quite fit and it's only in retrospect and through therapy that I realised that it was because I'd become too old to be of interest to the men who were using me. It was also a long time before I connected what had been happening to me all through my childhood with sex. My first kiss, which was not a first, happened when I was 13. I was too young and the boy was too old. But I didn't know that. I had no context. The first time I had consensual sex, I was 19. I was in a long-term relationship. It was really well planned out, and I was in love. A first time that wasn't a first time. I don't know when I lost my virginity, only that the abuse began before my third birthday. I don't know how many men there were, only that there were many. When my mother found out that I was having sex, bearing in mind that I was 19 at the time, with my boyfriend, she called me a slut and a whore. There was no polite society to overhear. When conversations with girlfriends inevitably turned to first times, I remained silent. I never shared anything. I didn't know what to say. I was labelled a dark horse. I counted my first times by consent, although I didn't know the word consent at the time. When I was 21, I experienced a violent rape by a stranger. This was also not a first time. I'd been raped all through my childhood. When I was 22, I was engaged in a year-long relationship with another woman. I loved her, and we were happy for the time we were together. But that, too, was not a first time. The abuse I experienced in later childhood from about the age of seven or eight, 
involved another little girl. I loved her too. The school dances, the furtive kisses, the fumbled petting, the first flutters of attraction, all of these are tainted, are overlaid with a film of confused shame, sometimes fear, and often self-loathing. It's another thing that isn't discussed in the ever more open discourse of child abuse and sexual assault. It has taken me decades to process this, to even articulate it. It is one more thing that abuse strips from us. The innocence, the wonder, and the discovery of all those first times. This has been a difficult episode for me, more so than I thought it would be. It sounded a lot more articulate in my head than it does now while I'm speaking. I feel that there's a lot more that I want to say about this, but I'm not able to find the words right now. This season of the podcast is titled Things Unspoken. The purpose is to bring to light those things that are still left unspoken in the festering dark aftermath of sexual abuse. The topics that people still don't dare to address in public spaces and so make us feel that we are alone. And this particular thing is not something I've heard spoken of before. If you're listening to this and you'd like to extend the conversation, please feel free to comment or message me privately via email. I would welcome hearing from you. I've called this podcast Healing Her Story, a play on the word history, because we need to heal from our past. We need to heal from the collective past of all women. We need to stand together and lift one another up. We need to learn that while we may be shaped by our experiences, we needn't be defined by them. We're in the middle of our lives, and we hold the pen. I do hope you'll join me as I navigate my way forward. I don't have all the answers. I don't think anyone does. But I do know that if we work on healing ourselves and we raise our voices, we can heal the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review it. Thanks for listening. Thank you.